Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Cash and Sport. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Sanan is not here, but I'm flying solo. Um, today we're going to take a look at two very interesting topics. The one is WADA and its stance on marijuana and how they're going to review that. Um, and the second one is rugby in America and how it's growing um, and the business of those two things um, and why they're important in, in the grand scheme of things and why they came up in the news the past week. Uh, but before we get into it, let's take a look at the world sporting highlights over the past week. The Springboks, man, it's not looking good. Another loss, uh, this time to Australia. So two out of two um, faced these, the All Blacks this weekend and the All Blacks have just been on fire. And you could argue that they haven't really been playing their top game of rugby. So it's going to be a hard day at the office. Let's hope that the Springboks, you know, put on a respectable performance. Uh, the second is Banyana Banyana, shout out to them, uh, winning the, the inaugural Aisha Buhari Cup uh, today against Nigeria, beating them 4-2. Um, they'd won the previous game against Ghana, it was a friendly tournament where they only played two games, but they, they needed to, to either win or draw the last game to, to win the tournament, which they did. So two out of two for them. They are on an incredible run. 10 out of 10 games won. I think they've scored 36 goals in that time and only conceded five. It's just incredible what Desiree Ellis is doing. And big shout out to Banyana Banyana. Um, my team, Man United, scraped through against uh, West Ham. A couple of dubious penalty calls, um, but we scraped through. Sanani's team <laughs> got a bit of a real hiding from Royal AM 4-1. Uh, but her other team in England, Chelsea, won amazing, playing crazy, crazy good, uh, good football as Thomas Tuchel and his boys. Um, and lastly, um, I guess, what can we say? The Proteas, World Cricket, England, and, um, and, and the cancellation of the tour in New Zealand. COVID and the way that these teams are, are handling themselves is just is very interesting. Um, England's just deciding to... England being angry at, at cancelled tours, New Zealand on the eve, literally on the day of, of their match, cancelling that match, citing security concerns. Yeah, world sport is going through a lot right now. Um, and it's just, it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. But let's get into topic number one. What is going on with WADA, World Anti-Doping Agency and Marijuana? So, what's going on with WADA and Marijuana? So we all know that Shakari Richardson, the American sprinter, was barred from competing at the Olympics. She tested positive for, for having taken marijuana. She admitted as much, as such. She took marijuana just before the, um, I think it was the US trials. She did really well in that, but then her sample came back positive. So therefore she was barred or banned for a month. She couldn't compete at the Olympics. As a result of that, the US um, sporting committee decided to launch an appeal and say, hey guys, could you allow her to run, et cetera, et cetera. They said, Water came back and said, guys, there's a whole procedure of how you go about doing this. Marijuana has been a, uh, on our banned substance list for a very long time. And these are the reasons, et cetera, et cetera. So what are those, what are those reasons? Basically for a substance to qualify as a banned substance, it must meet three specific criteria. Um, the drug must meet basically, well, two of three specific criteria. Um, the drug must enhance performance, um, create a health risk, 
all go against against the spirit of the sport. Now, the first one, does marijuana enhance performance? The short answer is no, it doesn't. It doesn't make you go faster. It doesn't make you get stronger. Um, what, it, what athletes do use it for is for pain management and sleep. Does sleep help in recovery? Yes, but I guess you could just sleep normally like a normal person or sleep eight hours, nine hours, etc., and you'll get the same benefit without, without the marijuana. And even that is kind of up in the air scientifically as to whether it does, um, it does make you sleep much better. Pain management, is it better for you to run through pain because you've got marijuana in your system? The answer would probably be no, because you'd want to be fully recovered. That pain is going to inhibit you regardless. Um, so whether you're using marijuana for pain management or not, it's not going to make you run faster or jump higher or throw further. So probably the answer there would be no. Um, does it create a health risk? It's been proven for a long time that people die from many other things. It's, it's, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone dying from a marijuana overdose, um, you know, the, or that type of thing. So does it create a health risk fundamentally for the athlete? No, generally not. And then is it in the good spirit of the sport? We all know about war on drugs and uh, how marijuana was seen as a as this taboo drug, et cetera, et cetera, as a drug. The reasons it kind of, from in my opinion, it just doesn't fall within the prescripts of, of those three things. So therefore, um, WADA, have decided that they are going to review um, marijuana's position on the banned substance list. They put out a statement saying, following the receipt of requests from a number of stakeholders, the executive committee endorsed the decision of the list expert advisory group to initiate a 2022 specific review of the status of cannabis. Essentially, they're going to review whether it should stay on the banned substance list and um, potentially remove it. Of course, it's too late for Shikari Richardson, but I mean, they wouldn't be the first body to, to kind of remove marijuana as, as a banned substance. Um, Major League Baseball removed marijuana from its banned substance list in 2019. The NBA suspended uh, its use of random testing for marijuana because again, it doesn't really help athletes when anything probably makes them play worse. Um, the NFL changed its penalty for positive marijuana results to a fine rather than a suspension. And in January 2021, the UFC stated that testing positive for cannabis would no longer be considered a violation of organizations and token policy. Um, so it's progressive. It's progressive. It doesn't really help you with anything in terms of your performance. So why should it be there? And I think it's a good thing. On to topic two, USA Rugby and uh, the growth of USA Rugby. This for me is a very interesting one. This came up because um, a rugby player that we had at the Lions, uh, Dan Creel, who's actually the twin brother of Jesse Creel, um, has moved to the USA. Very interesting decision. He's only 27. He's played at the Bulls. Um, he started there as a junior. So very interesting decision. Why would he move and why the USA? First and foremost, we have a whole bunch of uh, rugby players going to play everywhere. Japan, France, England, you name it. The USA, not so much. 
But Tendam Taurira at the end of his at his career basically had won the World Cup with the Springboks in 2019, decided to leave the Sharks and go and play uh, at DC Old Glory in America. Uh, it's called Major League Rugby. Rugby isn't completely unfamiliar with them. It's just, it's not been a sport that's been hugely pop popular. It's less popular than baseball and ice hockey and basketball, etc., etc. But it is now the most, the fastest growing sport in the US. And uh, their numbers have exploded. Over the last 10 years, there have been, it came from 30,000 registered players to over 110,000 registered players. You look at the successes that US rugby has seen and the, on the rugby seven circuit with players like Perry Baker, Carl uh, and Isles, and so on and so on. They've been doing really, really well. They don't just have an average team anymore. And in the sevens, they've got an excellent team, really, really excellent team. And they're getting better. So what is with the situation of South Africans going over, you know, to, to the US and playing? Well, the US, much like Japan, if we take Japan as an example, Japan intentionally started bringing in athletes to bolster their league and to get their, their players playing at a higher level. You started seeing players from all over the place starting to go to Japan and earning big money. The reason for that is because they knew they were going to host uh, the World Cup um, and they hosted it in Japan. Um, there was that famous victory over the Springboks. Um, you've seen Japanese rugby just go from strength to strength. They've beaten some of the world's best. And the US is basically trying to replicate that. So what they've done in that respect is that they've accepted, um, they've been accepted as a bidder for the Rugby World Cup in 2027, 2029, and 2031. Um, it kind of makes sense also now that they're starting to pour money into the game and trying to start attracting uh, rugby players. And it wouldn't be a surprise to me if we start seeing more rugby players going over to the US. The only issue, though, would be that um, there are salary caps in the US. So the average minimum salary in the US for a player is 25,000 Rand, $25,000, which equates to about 30,000 Rand a month. And the highest salary would be about $45,000. Now uh, that's equates to about $60,000, um, uh, 60,000 Rand a month. Um, now, does that attract a player who's playing in provincial rugby, perhaps can't get into the Springbok setup, um, and perhaps can't get into one of those one of the big, um, you know, clubs in Europe. Um, knowing the fact that there's a United Rugby Championship and the the best of the best players are going to be going into those teams, it would probably get more difficult for players to get into those teams anyway. Why not go play in the states? The league is probably easier to play in. Um, you know, you're earning in dollars, so you know, financially, if the RAND weakens, you're, you're earning more, you're making more money. Two, um, beyond that as well, there's an opportunity maybe to even play for the US. Um, in the US's 2019 team, they had three South Africans in the team. The coach is Gary Gold, who used to be a director of rugby at the Lions. Uh, Pedri Vandenberg is a coach of one of the major league rugby teams. Um, you know, so it's, it makes sense 
for the US to be putting money into it and be trying to attract the best of the best players. Matt Ghetto plays in the US. Um, and those best of the best players would hopefully increase the level of their 15s rugby program, which isn't as good as the, their seventh rugby program. So they're looking to try and see if they can replicate the success that Japan has seen and um, and make a, a really good impression on, on, on world rugby. Plus, let's be honest, there's a lot of very good American football players who probably wouldn't get into a, into a, into a big football team, but have the physique and the athleticism required to play the sport. All they would need to do is learn um, the, the, the ropes. Take a look at Colin Isles as an example in the sevens format. He started off as a sprinter and a football player, knew nothing about rugby. All of a sudden, because he's quick and he has the physiology, he's now picked up rugby and he's now a star in this, on the servants, seventh circuit. Your problem would be developmental wise. They don't have a good development program in that kids don't start playing rugby from when they're five, 10 years old. They start playing American football. Um, if they can start doing that and start building up a good base of, because rugby is not just a sport that you can just pick up and in seven months time be playing on, you know, in 15s. It takes a while for, for you to hone the skills and the natural talent and play that you see in sort of New Zealand rugby or Springbok rugby, uh, where we have, you know, the Curry Cup or the, uh, the Craven Week system, et cetera, et cetera. They don't have that in the US. And unless, unless they start doing that and start developing kids from younger, they might have a problem. But the fundamentals that they learn in American football in terms of running and uh, carrying the ball, et cetera, et cetera, might bode well for them in terms of making the transition easier for kids from American football to rugby. Uh, and I think that that's a, it's a really smart play. It's a big, big country, lots of potential talent and... Yeah, I definitely think that it's one to look out for, especially with athletes here who aren't able to get contracts in Europe, in Japan, in France, et cetera, et cetera, and are looking for an exit from South African rugby and potentially uh, earning some big money elsewhere. Um, yeah, the US could definitely be an option. But yeah, that's it for today's video. If you like this type of content, if you have a request for us to cover, Drop a comment in the in the in the comments below. Hit the like button, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, share the content to your friends. We appreciate all the feedback. Thank you to Cyrus Rogers last week with the comment about, about football and the way that that's happening. We will definitely have Cyrus on the show very soon to talk about the business of basketball, especially as that starts hotting up. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.